Welcome to the Love Flight podcast. It's Paul Tizard here, Fear of Flying Coach. And today's special guest has, are you, for those who've been listening to the podcast in the past, or maybe you've downloaded the 30-day program, you will be familiar with this lovely human that we're about to speak to. But Sarah Fowler, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. It's an absolute pleasure. I've asked Sarah to come back. So for those who haven't come across Sarah yet, Sarah works on board. Well, why don't you tell them who you are, Sarah? Because for those who haven't come across you before. So I'm Sarah Fowler and I'm I'm a cabin service supervisor for Virgin Atlantic. And I've been with Virgin now for nearly 22 years. So I fly long haul with Virgin Atlantic and I've also done short haul with Virgin Australia as well. Cool. So I asked Sarah to come on and talk about the COVID stuff, what's going on in terms of on board. We did talk about it a little bit ages ago, but I thought it'd be quite interesting to talk about what the restrictions are like. And because you're a flash cow that gets to fly everywhere as well, we thought that might be relevant. So just so you know, so we can all hate you as a unified mass. Where have you been flying to lately? Well, I've just come back from Lahore. So I've been in Pakistan and I'm off to Barbados on Saturday. Where else have you been? A bit of a variety in that one. Yeah, where else? <laughs> uh, I've been to Mumbai, Atlanta. Oh, where have I been? Gosh. Yeah, Barbados before that. Uh, Lagos, <sighs> a little trip down to Nigeria. And yeah, I've done a few Caribbeans recently as well. So yeah, I'm very lucky. Lucky yeah. to still be flying, especially at the moment. Yeah, I think yeah. we're jealous or possibly we hate you. We haven't decided, but uh, no, it's, but actually what that's really good about is because you're going in and out of different countries uh, and also coming back into the UK as well. So it'd be quite interesting to understand what's going on in terms of, you know, what what's it like going out? What do you have to fill in? What do you have to do coming back, etc. cetera? Uh, but also what happens on board now in terms of the COVID stuff. So, um, you yeah. know. Take it away. Tell us what, how it is. What's it like now? It's, it, it's, it, it's different. So it's obviously different flying at the moment through the COVID. But I think once you know what's, what, how to prepare and what's coming, and I think this podcast will be brilliant for that, then it, it, it kind of takes it away a little bit because it's changing all the time. But the, some of mm. the things that are, aren't really changing is, for example, you know, his mask wearing, that's not going to change. And I don't think that will change for a long time. So it is mandatory on board all Virgin Atlantic aircraft. And I believe it's mandatory on all aircraft out the UK at the moment. Um, yeah. Most of them, I would think. So there, despite the rules changing, you've got to make sure that you're aware of what rules are going on in the UK, but also to the country that you're flying to. So um, so just be clear then. So you're, you're having to wear a mask all the time and all the passengers do as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Most of the routes... The PPE that we, we are wearing is masks are mandatory. And as crew, we wear gloves. And depending which country we're flying to, for example, India and Hong Kong require us to have a visor on board when we're in when we're doing the services. But the oh rest that no, yeah, nowhere else does. What's India, that like? What's it uh, like? Is it a pain? 
Yeah, it, yeah, I'm not so keen on it because weirdly enough, as soon as I put it on it, it feels like I can't see properly. Um, so it's just me being daft, I think. And same with the mask. As soon as you put a mask on me, I feel like I can't hear anyone, which is even more bonkers. <laughs> but we're all in the same... Where, you know, obviously wearing gloves, masks on board is not what we're used to, but it's keeping me safe and it's keeping customers safe. And, and that's... I kind of keep reminding myself of that mm. um, when it gets a little bit annoying or go into a toilet or if I'm in the back galley on my own, then I'll just take it down, have a little bit of a breather for a few minutes and then pop it back on again. But nearly two years now, so I'm, I'm getting used to wearing it. I can't say I like it and I can't wait for them to go, but realistically, they're not going for a long time. No. Uh, especially on board the aircraft. Because no. even when the, um, when the UK government relaxes transport, it doesn't normally include aircraft in that. So they'll be staying on board for a while. So I think we just have to get used to it. Mm. And what, how are the passengers with it? Again, it depends what route we're flying. Majority of passengers are okay with it. So certain destinations and, and the more elderly customers, it sort of slips down over their mouth and their noses are sticking out. But um, <laughs> And then every so often you'll get the odd person that just you know, has a drink in front of them for 12 hours so that they, they, they come on thinking, oh, if I drink and take my time, then I don't have to wear it. But, it, you know, we are really strict on board our aircraft and we make it quite clear from the beginning that mm. it is a condition of travel. It's a condition of carriage on Virgin Atlantic. So you basically, you have to wear it and it's only momentarily while you're eating and drinking. We're even, you know, even between courses, we, we would expect you to place your mask back over your nose and mouth. And we, if we notice that, you know, you're not wearing your mask and you're not eating and drinking, then we'll just, we, you know, we politely just remind customers to place it back over. We ask them a couple of times and if they still don't, you know, if they're still not cooperating, then we have a letter on board which basically states that if they've broken the condition of carriage, then we won't, they'll have refusal of all future Virgin Atlantic flights. So we're basically pretty much wow. ban them from flying us again. And that includes their return flight as well. So we are really strict on it. And especially Gosh. with it being a condition of carriage, which is why we don't generally get that much problems because they know what's coming. Mm. I think maybe to start with, they think, well, I might be able to get away with it. But then they realise quickly when we make plenty of announcements stating that it yeah. must be worn at all times and what the repercussions are if if they don't. But yeah, you know, it's if it's a little old them, lady, that, yeah, I mean, if it's our little old ladies that it slips down, we're not, you know, we, we wouldn't issue them with a letter. You kind of use your common sense uh, over mm. who's naturally finding it uncomfortable and who's genuinely just not wanting to wear it. So we're, yeah. we're, we're good like that. We wouldn't, we um, we just, we make sure that they're okay as well. And if they're feeling uncomfortable, then we maybe yeah. take them somewhere private where they can perhaps take it down for a little bit and help them that way before we so, go down that line. So I get the sense that there is, whilst you're enforcing the rules, there is also, it doesn't stop you showing compassion for people. Oh, that you're having to make not, a judgment yeah. call, aren't you, by the sound of it? Uh, definitely. And, and you know, uh, especially uh, you know be flying for 22 years you, you know straight away who's a problem and who's re just genuinely uncomfortable wearing it because we're all in the same boat we're, we're all mm. as crew we're uncomfortable as well and and we don't like wearing them but we kind of know we have to so yeah there's definitely a lot of compassion there yeah, with the yeah. crew. they just make sure that everybody's looked after especially on our flights because they are long you know with probably six seven hours being our shortest flight yeah, definitely. But there's on our flights, we give them a personal health kit as well. So it has three, three or four masks in there, disinfectant wipes, 
antibacterial hand gel and a, a waste bag so they can put everything in and not hand it to us through the flight. So we make sure that you know they've got everything that they would need for the flight. Yeah, in that's good. Health I didn't know that. I haven't flown. Yeah. I haven't been near an aircraft for ages now. I've got they look like. like yeah oh, one day come soon we, <laughs> we do um we've got a little we show a little video just before just during boarding as well which some of our teams on the ground filmed and it shows how they've cleaned the aircraft on turnaround and we we have mm. so they, they clean the aircraft as normal with um, hospital grade products which we always have done every sort of part of the aircraft but we also now have a lovely guy who comes on and fogs the aircraft so he oh. comes on and sprays on turnaround the entire aircraft which is it's called the electrostatic disinfectant and it sprays and it, it's um and kills all bacteria and viruses like 99.99 percent of them wow. um it kills so there's a little video explaining that that's done how it's cleaned and also about the filters, the HEPA filters that we have on board all our aircraft and most aircraft. We just explain how that removes the filters of vertical flow. So it's not front to back. I know a lot of people think that, you know, it's recycled air. That's, I, yeah, I even hear that to this day. Everyone's mm. going, oh, don't go on aircraft, it's recycled air. It's absolutely not. We've always had these filters on board the aircraft. They, again, remove 99.99% of viruses and bacteria from the air and it fully refreshes the uh, air that you're breathing in every two to three minutes yeah that's it's good to know because um people say they think it's recycled air and that's why you wear your, your mask when actually what it is there's the cleaning products the fogging then with these filters and mask wearing it's all more lines of defense as opposed to one thing working though it's not a case of you wearing your mask and that's the only thing that's protecting you from the person next to you you've got the cleaning and the filters so mask wearing is just one tiny part of the protection we've got in place on board the aircraft wow that's amazing how how full are the flights now we pretty much it depends again on destination a lot of our leisure flights are pretty much back to full so the caribbean the we haven't we haven't got the routes that we had initially. We've, mm. we've we've reintroduced quite a lot of flights, but we've doubled up on flights such as Barbados and the Caribbean. Within the US, we haven't got all our flights back. So when we haven't got Washington, certain uh, Seattle, certain flights that we had before, they haven't quite come yeah. back yet. Yeah. Hopefully, they will be soon. Mm. Um, but but New York, Miami, LA, Atlanta, they were continuous. throughout COVID but majority of it was cargo flying so cargo has been brilliant it's kept us going we do cargo flights to Shanghai Hong Kong we went over to South Korea over to uh, Puerto Rico someone that's where we brought the Pfizer vaccine back to the UK and also shipped it to other parts of the world as well and China we do daily cargo flights still to get right. the PPE and the testing kit. So we've been bringing them in for the last two years. Wow. Uh, lots lots of stock for the NHS. Um, mm. We've been bringing in our flights. And, mm. and yeah, it's been, it's interesting to know what's in the hold, especially when you're just doing a cargo flight. But yeah, it's it's been different, you know, it's been a challenging yes. um, few years, but we've got there. And I personally, I feel safe flying. I think also, depending on destination all your crew as well as obviously being fully vaxxed were 
pre-flight tested before every single flight we still have to conform by the country that we're flying to as well so mm. um and then customers do as well so they'll have a pcr test before getting on particular into particular destinations uh before they get on at heathrow uh, and all our destinations you'll have a quick health screening it's normally your temperature ask right. if they've got any symptoms so another line of defense it's obviously not everything's going to be foolproof we know that with covid but it's another line of defense that we've got in place mm-hmm. for flying and, it, yeah. and you know for me i i feel i feel safe up there it it we we've amended the services so that we're not in the aisles as much so that our contact with you is minimal so if anyone does come down then we we're not having to isolate only right. if anyone in our small group came down and we fly you know we've been flying throughout and we've been flying customers throughout covid as well so they do say being on board the aircraft is the equivalent of being outside because of how great the filters are so that makes it a lot safer than being inside and probably a reason why customer flying was allowed you weren't necessarily allowed to travel to particular countries if you didn't have a reason but people probably quite surprised to hear that I've been flying customers throughout, you know, the entire time. Um, if you've got a reason to travel or you live in a particular country, then you, you were able to fly throughout the pandemic. Yeah, that's it. Because I knew people were. I've spoken yeah. to a few. Uh, I haven't. I haven't any reason to. I mean, I'd love to. I'd love. I, yeah. I love flying, obviously. But I just there's been no calls to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so if I, so just to sort of in summary, then if I was to suddenly go, I want to fly next week what have i got to do is there like, like generally what's the sort of procedure in terms of the covid um, stuff well i would check with so for example check with the airline that you're flying to what their restrictions are so if you look at virgin then you will when you buy your ticket your condition of carriage is to wear your face mask throughout the entire flight then you need to see it, perhaps if you were flying to Barbados, for example, with me on Saturday, you would you have to then... Can. You just had to drop that in, didn't you? <laughs> Let's say you're coming with us oh, to Barbados. shut up. We don't want to interest <laughs> you. Well, go well, on then. Crew, so you're with you, Barbados companion. Saturday. Go on then. Yeah, so you'll need a PCR test to get into Barbados. So when you're checking in for your flight at Heathrow with Virgin on Saturday, you will have to produce a valid PCR test mm. and that doesn't go out of date when you land into into Barbados. You have to be fully vaxxed to get into Barbados as well. So you'll have to show your certificates. Right. Um, you'll get health screened. And then, so you, what you need to do is just make sure that one, you're allowed to travel there. Can you get there? Can you get back? And what are the restrictions in both countries? So you know you need a PCR test to get in Barbados. You need to be fully vaxxed. You're going to get quizzed at the airport. And I mean, it's changing. By the time this podcast goes out, it might change again. But uh, they were requiring you to have a test within two days of arrival into Barbados as well. And you'd self-isolate. But oh, that, what I believe, that change now. But right. again, you know, it's just off the top of my head. It's changing all the time. And then obviously coming back into the UK, you have to fill out at the moment, I believe it's just a lateral flow on day two. Right. So you need to get that booked for your return. So you'll have to show the Bayesian ground staff at the airport mm. your documentation to say you've got your test booked for day two right. and then uk government requires you to fill out a passenger locator form so that would need to be done because you'll have to show that before boarding and then you just show it when you get back to the uk as well so 
it can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. I've travelled to France a few times in the last few years for pleasure. And once you know what you need to do to get into France and what you need to get back into the UK and then just do one thing at a time, get a file, print it all out, have it all organised. It's not as bad as you think. It's just right, right. the thought of all the paperwork and what mm. you have to do is worse than it is. And a lot of people think, oh, it's not worth it. But I think, you know, once you're organised and you, there's no surprises, you know exactly what's needed of you and keep checking the country's website because, again, it's it's changing all the time and it can change either way as well, like with... South Africa that went red literally overnight on the UK's red list so it can still happen so you just be prepared make sure that you've got backup and sort of expect the unexpected really when it comes down to it Mm. that's really useful actually so yeah yeah so so (laughs) I'm I'm still um I'm I'm still seething that you're going to Barbados I'm going to just put it out there Sarah Fowler it's it's just not on planning your little trip with me <laughs> but uh, yeah it's, the, the countries especially the Caribbean islands they want tourism back it's what you know they their economy needs so they, they're trying to make it as easy as possible but yet as safe for the yeah. islanders as possible yeah. as well and, and normally it's a I know with Barbados it's a, there's an online form to fill out and then a health declaration uh which is the same questions do you have you know certain you know, fevers, the continuous, new and continuous cough, the, the, the sort of same questions that we've been asked for the last few yeah, years. Yeah. So straightforward and, yeah, just and make sure you've got travel insurance just because if you do test positive at any stage along the way, then you need to know. If you've got good good travel insurance, then they will cover the cost of the hotels that, you know, where you, where you have to stay. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, when you say it like that, you know, you go to Barbados you test positive, you've got to stay another two weeks. It's like, oh, you know, it doesn't sound too bad, but obviously it's not quite like that because, like, when people yeah, get stranded, it's stressful because yeah. it, it, you don't know what's going to happen and all the rest of it. But, you know, so I'm not making yeah. light of it. But I think you're right, though. There's some good advice there about uh, checking the government websites, getting your little file together, being organised, and yeah, then... just back up. Yeah, I like that. And keeping an eye on the website, particularly because things can change, and yeah. having really good insurance, I think that's important. Definitely, stuff. yeah, hundred percent with the insurance, and 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 I think when if you're not particularly keen on flying at the better times, and then you're thinking, oh, I've got to wear a mask. If you're prepared for what's coming about the questions at check-in, the screen, you know, the temperature screening when you're departing, when you're arriving. If you're already prepared for that, then I think it takes mm. pressure away a little bit and think, you know, well, I can take it off when I eat and drink, go to the toilet, you can take it off in the toilet when you're not around people, there's nobody around. And like I say, the crew are compassionate. They they totally understand. And if you say, you know, you just need a breather and you struggle in a little bit, they'll find you a place on the aircraft where there's nobody and we'll, and we'll make sure that you're okay. That's nice. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe going back to what we say all the time, go and see the crew and just explain that you're not a particularly happy flyer, you're not mm. keen on it, you're a little bit nervous. They'll chat to you and tell them where you're sitting and they'll they'll keep an eye on you and they'll, like I say, make it as comfortable yeah. as possible for you yeah. under the circumstances as well. Because I know it, it, it won't be, you know, it's not easy enough to get on the aircraft in the first place, but add on 
add on all the stress of COVID and the mask wearing and people around you as well, you know, that they can sometimes upset people when they see other people not wearing the mask. So the crew generally are on top of it. And if they're mm. not for any particular reason on any particular airline that you're flying with, then just go and go and have a chat with the crew and explain that you're not comfortable. Maybe they can find you a different seat if they're perhaps yeah. there mask wearing policy is not quite as strict then you know see mm-hmm. if you can switch seats with someone that you are comfortable sitting next to and just yeah. make sure that you're safe and advice yeah take take your anti-bat wipes and your although we provide it we are a full service airline you know i don't think you'll necessarily get that with the low-cost carrier so yeah. have your hand wipes and your um, wipes and then i always you know, I do it myself, especially when I get on the train, I'll just wipe down my area and have my hand gel with me because I know then it's just, it's yeah. another line of protection, isn't it? I've just made mm. sure that my area is safe and I'm I'm looking after myself and giving myself sort of the best yeah. chance of being protected as much as I can. Taking That's responsibility really, really for my own. That's really good advice. Yeah. Just have this image of you getting on the train. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Screw it, everyone. Get like, away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> normally if i get on if i'm coming home from a flight and i'm in uniform with a juicy free bag from um hong kong people generally part their ways and don't sit near me anyway which is brilliant oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it comes in handy what they don't know is but this is what sort of makes me laugh in a, a lot of way because they'll just see that we've come off a flight and you know maybe a far east duty free bag hanging off my suitcase which is totally planned so people keep away from me but um <laughs> my space but Really, it's me being wary of them because they've been in the UK, probably not had a test at all. Whereas I'm tested, I tested before I, I have PCR test before I leave the UK mm. um, by Virgin. I get PCR tested by the country when I land in most of them, or I, and then when I get back to the UK, I do my lateral flows in between. So I'm probably tested yeah. for COVID maybe three or four times a week. Um, and if I'm going to Hong Kong, I get tested four times before I even get to my hotel room in Hong Kong, where I'm on hotel wow. quarantine, and then add on to the ta- the fact that all the PPE are wear. So it, it's 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 other yeah. people that I stand away from, but they obviously think think because we're traveling all over that we're more sort of at risk, mm. but we're not. Yeah. That's really funny because yeah. Yeah, you're sort of playing on people's like yeah. uh, oh, misinformation yeah. or you know misunderstanding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to keep protected. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I mean, that's um, really good, and that's and I think that's really reassuring to know yeah. how much you have to go through, and that obviously any passengers that are flying as well are going to have to do all that sort of stuff, and that's yeah. that's great. To, but it's it's not prevented the flying. I I want to get it to yeah. get back to normal. It's nice seeing the a- aviation starting to recruit again. But uh, oh, definitely, yeah, it's brilliant. It's a really great sign because we've had a really tough couple of years, mm. tough on the industry, tough on um, all my colleagues and friends that work in the industry as well. It's it's been a really tough few few years. So, so seeing friends and colleagues coming back to doing yes. the job that they love is absolutely brilliant. It's because yeah. it has been heartbreaking. I think you know as well how how much the industry means to a lot of people and how much mm. it's more than just a job. So it hits people a lot harder um, when the industry went down. And aviation, you know, always gets hit the hardest when when things happen like this. And um, yeah. yeah, to see people coming back, it's just absolutely brilliant. And or, or even seeing people go on to do things where their sort of aviation backgrounds help them considerably. It's it's brilliant. 
uh, we've so many crew coming back that were with the NHS because with all their skills, it was the perfect role to take while they were grounded. And so, but seeing them come back with that those extra skills is brilliant. Yeah, I get, I, I bet, and I can imagine that. Well, it's like anything you know. You go, you do something for a while. You have a they've had an enforced career break, and then they come yeah. back and they can see it in a whole new light. I think that's uh, amazing. Definitely, and a lot of lot of people that you talk to that have come back and had different, done mm. different things. It's it's given them a new perspective on things, and it, it, when they look back in hindsight, they think it was kind of really good for them what actually happened, which is really. Not, you know, not something you say at the time, but when you look back yeah. um, and, you know, when someone's going through a tough time like redundancy and, and uh, what we've been through for the last few years, saying, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, you'll look back and something good will have come out of this or something positive will have come out of it. You can't see it at the time, but when you look back now, a lot of people are saying, mm. you know, actually brilliant what happened and this and that happened because of that. And yeah, it's really lovely to see. Yeah, well, that's brilliant. That's very heartening to hear. Sarah yeah. Fowler, you just, that was really <laughs> oh, it's helpful. Been a pleasure. <laughs> always. It's really helpful. Very helpful, as always. So, if you like, Sarah's done quite a few bits on these podcasts. And like I say, she, you, she's on, um, well, in two places. She's on the, the live webinar things when we do that. And I think there's a downloaded, downloadable version on the website. And also she, she stars on the, in the 30-day programme. So um, so if you like what Sarah's got to say, but you, you've always been brilliant and very supportive. Thank and, you. And, and I really appreciate that. And the reason for this podcast was a lot of people were asking me about what's it like with all the COVID stuff going on. I just yeah. thought, who better to ask? And then I remembered <laughs> that you're a flash cow it goes to all these places like Barbados and that and, and I wish I'd asked someone that, yeah. else but um, you know. well um anytime but if, I'm also on all the social medias as well so if there's any questions that we've maybe not covered today um and you want to write it on the um Facebook I, I pop up occasionally I've when I that. yeah yeah I have a little look every so often and and um so if there's any questions that anybody has that we've maybe not covered or a little bit of reassurance near the time then pop mm. up there and and we'll all be there to support you yeah, so Definitely. the Facebook group is a private group, which is Love, Fly, Overcome, Fear of Flying. Something really catchy like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I wish I'd changed the name. It's too late now. It's stuck. And, um, it's now. <laughs> no, and there's an Instagram page as well. And I think that's where you're, you're on that a bit more, aren't you, than the Facebook? Yeah, I prefer Instagram, but I do. I'm trying to consciously, you know, check Facebook just to see if anybody's asked any questions that I might be able to help so I'm getting a little bit better at looking at Facebook but yeah mm. I'm, I'm more on Instagram much prefer that no oh, reading thank you yeah <laughs> well I'm really really grateful you are um thank you again oh you're um, very really welcome appreciate that, Sarah. And, you're uh, welcome as always massively helpful thank you